Have you ever heard the phrase, it's not what you say, it's how you say it? Or what about the phrase, watch your tone? They're both getting at the same thing here. Delivery of the message, meaning the way the message is packaged and presented can often be more important than the message itself. Maybe you've had someone tell you that your tone upset them. Or maybe you found someone else's tone bothersome, making it difficult to communicate with them. And in communication, tone is very important. In fact, Professor Albert Meridian discovered that 38% of meaning is communicated through tone of voice alone. And what about the rest? Well, 55% of communication is conveyed through our nonverbal communication, such as our body language and our facial expressions. And only the remaining 7% of meaning is conveyed through our words and the sentences we utter. This is a theory known as the 738-55 rule. So now it might make a little bit more sense why the phrase it's not what you say, but how you say it is applicable. Tone is important because it can be the difference between getting your point across and not. If someone takes issue with your tone, particularly the auditory communicators out there, then they might not even hear your message. And good luck trying to get them to listen or even communicate with you in the future if they find your tone off-putting. Whether you'd like to change your tone or want to help someone else change theirs, today I'm teaching you how to improve the delivery of your message by enhancing your tone of voice. All right, let's get right to it then. Check your emotions. When emotions are heightened, one of our first things to be affected is our tone. Just try it yourself. Say this out loud in a calm and then in an angry tone. I'll try it with you. Okay, first in a calm tone, I'm going out to buy some eggs. I'm going out to buy some eggs. Okay, now in an angry tone, let's try. I'm going out to buy some eggs. <laughs> okay, big difference, right? So the first thing to do is to check your emotions. Try to adopt a calm mindset before responding to avoid being reactive in the situation and then regret saying something. Even banal phrases like, I'm going out to buy some eggs, can have emotion in them if you imbue them with feeling. So the point is to try and be as calm as possible when relaying a message, making a request, explaining a situation, or whatever the speech act is. If you need to take a moment to breathe in through your nose, out through your nose, and collect yourself, then do that. Keeping your emotions in check by adopting the right mindset will translate into the tone of voice that you use. Relax your face. We hold a lot of tension in our jaw and in our brow line, the space between our brows, and in our faces, generally speaking. One good way to relax your face is to smile. Even better, laugh. 
this will immediately dispose of the pent-up tension. Now, if you're in the middle of a heated debate or an argument, it's probably inappropriate and even bewildering to the other person if you were to burst out laughing or give them a big smile. I think we can agree on that, right? And if that's the case, then you can call a timeout, excuse yourself and go somewhere private like your office or to the restroom and just try to relax your facial muscles. If you're not in a heated situation and maybe you're having a conversation with a friend, but either you or they notice that your tone is a bit off, then you can absolutely smile or laugh, again, if it's appropriate in that context. The important thing is to respect the tone of the conversation, meaning Are you having a serious conversation or a light, friendly conversation? If it's the former, if it's serious, excuse yourself, go and relax your face, and then come back to the conversation ready to interact with a calm expression and tone of voice. Be patient. This goes particularly when you're trying to explain or teach something to someone. Teachers out there know what I'm talking about, as our profession requires a lively dose of patience. And even if you're not a teacher, we still exchange knowledge and share information with one another, and people learn from each other through social interaction. That's the beauty of conversation. So patience comes through in your tone of voice. If you're impatient, you'll be quicker to get annoyed or frustrated and then deliver your message in a curt or exasperated tone. So let's try saying this phrase in a calm tone versus the impatient tone. You know the drill. Let's say it in a calm, patient tone first. Okay, calm tone. Time-restricted feeding is not the same as intermittent fasting, though they often get confused by mainstream media. All right, let's try the impatient one. All right, together. Time-restricted feeding is not the same as intermittent fasting though they often get confused by mainstream media. All right, I don't know how convincing that was, but you get the idea. It's important not to adopt a mindset of, you know, know know-it-all mindset. Like, I know way more than you do, and why aren't you picking up what I'm putting down? How does this not make sense to you? Right, don't be having those thoughts in your head because that will definitely come across as impatient. Instead, adopt the mindset of, let me try to make this ambiguous, abstract concept as clear as possible. If the point's not getting across, I will change the way I am communicating this to you. So the onus is on the communicator. It's on the person speaking. The person responsible for clearly conveying the message is the speaker. So keep that in mind. You have the control to make the message as crystal clear as you want, largely in part due to delivery or the packaging. Slow it down. You may need to adjust your speed and your pacing. It's possible to get overly excited and carried away when you're talking about a subject that might be one of your favorites, something that you're super passionate about, but maybe you're rambling and then the listener is completely lost. I definitely catch myself speaking a mile a minute when I get passionate about something and I really want to convey that to the listener simply because I'm so excited to chat about that certain topic. You can still convey your interest in the subject 
without speaking quickly. And the same goes for tone. So slowing things down will also allow you to hear your tone better if you've adopted a little off-putting one. And sometimes adjusting your pacing might be all it takes to adopt that warmer, more pleasant tone that's also friendly. All right, and you might be saying, well, MD, but what about business settings where I want to assert myself? I don't really care about friendliness. All right, well, you can absolutely assert yourself and display your confidence with a warm and pleasant tone. It doesn't have to be contrived. It doesn't have to be obsequious. It doesn't have to be overly saccharine or even ebullient if that's not you, but it can still strike those dulcet tones because those melodious tones are absolutely way more soothing and pleasant to the ear. And if they're pleasant to the ear, you can bet that the listener will hear you better. In fact, They'll want to listen to someone who's in charge of their tone and can control it without letting their tone get the better of them or even control them. Get on their wavelength. There are three types of communicators, auditory, kinesthetic, and visual. We're all a blend of the three, with one being dominant, then secondary, and finally tertiary. So which type of communicator tends to be most affected by tone of voice? I'll let you think about that for a second. If you guessed auditory, you would be right. All right, so if a kinesthetic or kino communicator is using an unpleasant tone with an auditory communicator, you can bet that the auditory communicator will be negatively impacted by the kino communicator's tone of voice. And what's also likely is that the kino will not even pick up on the fact that they're using a cacophonous tone. And this is why it first takes some self-awareness before getting on anyone else's wavelength. So first, you need to figure out what kind of communicator you are. Which of the three styles is your dominant style, your secondary style, tertiary style? Do tones affect you? If so, then you're probably an auditory communicator then. So once you've assessed your own style, then figure out the style of the person with whom you're communicating. You might not get it on the first try, but it takes practice. This will make it possible to then be on the same wavelength as they. Okay, so just as a fun social experiment, if you're communicating with someone who's completely unaware of their egregious tone of voice that they're using, you can try adopting the same tone and see if they hear it too. Meaning, does that kind of tone seem to affect them? Just try it out and see how they respond to it or if they react to it in any way. In some cases, people might not even hear the tone of voice that they're using. But when someone else is speaking to them in that tone of voice, then they hear it. Anyway, that little mirroring exercise would be a fun social experiment to try on a family member or a close friend probably not the best thing to do with a boss or a colleague. So yeah, probably not with that, but try it out with a close friend or a family member. Understanding both your own style and the communicator's style will make it possible to get on the same page. And once you're on the same wavelength, you are 90% more likely to successfully transmit your message. Those are the five ways you'll be able to change your tone of voice. 
We're aiming for pleasant sounding tones over the aggressive, cacophonous ones. So to recap, we want to keep our emotions in check, relax our face, be patient with the listener, slow it down, and get on the same wavelength as the listener, being aware of the type of style that they use to communicate. Because tone of voice requires you to hear your tone of voice, what will help tremendously is recording yourself. Just use your phone. Because doing this will allow you to hear what you sound like to others. Try practicing saying the same phrase of your choosing in different tones. And do this by imbuing it with a range of emotions. Angry, upset, sad, happy, all of them. Because you'll get all the self-awareness you need about your tone right there and then. So if anyone's ever complained to you about your tone or if you've been accused of not what you said, but how you said it, that upset a person, you now have five strategies to remedy that. And if you're watching this for a friend, then feel free to send this their way because it could help nudge them in the right direction. As always, practice these strategies, have fun experimenting, and make them your own. That's how you'll make them part of your own communication toolkit. All right, Explorers, that's it for me today. I hope that you enjoyed this lesson. Which strategy is your favorite? Share that with us in the comments below. And also share with us a time that you encountered someone with a pleasant or an off-putting tone of voice and how did that make you feel? How did it make or break the rest of the conversation? Share this lesson with someone who you think would benefit from it. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on all notifications so that you don't miss any lessons. I'll see you in the next Exploring Lesson where I'll give you communication strategies to thrive in the social world. Until then, happy exploring.